Today's guest is Annie Isaacson Palmer. She is a 1983 graduate of Sherman College of Chiropractic, and in 1981, she died in a horrific car accident and was greeted by Archangel Michael. He told her that she needed to go to school in Nirvana, and today we are going to learn about her journey. Annie, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's going to be a good conversation. Yes, it is. So my audience loves to hear about near-death experiences. Let's hear about yours. You can start us whatever you think is appropriate. Okay. I want to first off talk about, I was warned about this ahead of time. I was working for a chiropractor, Dr. Barbara Noel in Kansas City. Um, and she and I went to an intuitive who told me that I would be getting to a real bad car accident and I needed to not ride my motorcycle. I said, what? And I couldn't get a motorcycle. No way. Yeah. And she said, be sure, be sure you don't ride. And she really drilled that in. So I would remember. And sure enough, I did get a motorcycle because it's cheap on gas insurance. And I had a couple other people that were friends who were motorcycles too. So anyway, the day of the accident, I was really getting nervous because for about a week, I felt something wrong, something different in the air. It was almost kind of getting thick, like angelic thick, which I've never experienced at that moment. And I was really concerned. And I told my boyfriend, I need to borrow his car a couple hmm. of times, a number of times. And he didn't want to really go for it. He didn't agree with why. Um, so anyway, I wind up getting to use his car. Luckily, that was when the accident happened. And I was going down Springfield Road and Sherman College will be coming up on my right hand side. And right above, right ahead of me, there was a curve. And I see this car kind of weaving in and out of my lane and her lane. And I was thinking uh, that she would correct it and not crash. That was what my thoughts were. So anyway, we're getting closer and closer. And all of a sudden, I see she's slumped over her steering wheel. So I'm getting freaked out. There must be there's something wrong with her. And I was concerned over her welfare. And then after that, it, it just crashed. And I don't really remember the crash, but I rose above the accident. And I said, my God, I can't die yet. I still have to finish my finals. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, Archangel Michael said, Ann Lee, you have a school you need to go to first. Uh, don't worry, you'll continue your education. And, and by the way, this is not a date. I thought, oh, shoot. <laughs> this guy was pretty handsome, mm -hmm. radiating with love and light. Mm -hmm. He wrapped his arms around me, mm -hmm. and they went into a transitional phase uh, mm -hmm. into a, it's not a tunnel, but the energy was a frequency that was vibrant and beautiful, and it transferred me from completely out of the physical because I was in a spiritual body at that point, but completely off of earth and into a transitional phase where it was almost like into another density that I moved into the fourth density mm -hmm. where people reside in, in Nirvana. Mm -hmm. And I found myself on the doorsteps of this beautiful, beautiful building. It was a university and the front door must have been 50 feet tall. It was really long. It looked like it was real heavy, but it almost as if I could think it open and it opened up mm -hmm. and I walk in and off to either side were two pillars, excuse me, four pillars all together, two on each side with lapis, Lucy, um, crystal. this, this crystal. Okay. With ingrated, ingrated with, um, gold mm -hmm. and i walk in and this lovely lady comes up and she asked me what class i want to take i said i don't know mm -hmm. you tell me right after your accident you okay. just popped right out of your body and were you looking at everything for a while first i don't remember popping out of my body all i remember was when i was about oh i don't know 50 or feet 50 feet or so high up in the air mm -hmm. and i was looking around i saw the school it was a finals week of the fourth quarter of my fourth quarter chiropractic college in 81 and I looked at the school and there was a student who was running down to the accident mm -hmm. directly across the street on the say um um was a house where this one lady who her husband was Lyle Sherman who the name of the school was named after she rushed out and there were people that were trying to help what happened um that's all I remember. There's not that much more. 
that I remember with that. Mm-hmm. But when I was above looking around and I saw Archangel Michael, there was no fear. Okay. It was like he radiated love everywhere. And uh, when he oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. held me, that's okay. When he held me, I could feel that love radiating. It's like love here is just like physical love, but there the, it's interchanging. It's like all the molecules are interchanging love with molecules, mm-hmm. the particles and quarks. They're all together. They're all magnetic frequency, and they're all – there's no question that there's love right. at that point when right. you're – feeling that and that's the same thing that i felt further on in the in the story or in the story in the experience how did you know that it was archangel michael when you first saw this being did he introduce himself or did you have a knowingness or did he telepathically say i'm archangel michael well he didn't have a name tag (laughs) (laughs) but when (laughs) when i was uh in Olympia is my hometown, and when I grew up there, one of the places that I visited and went to quite frequently was called uh, Institute of Insight. Through the Institute of Insight, they were channeling archangels and guidelines and stuff, and I believe that was where the tube of light came from, Mm -hmm. was their channeling. And I heard about him there. Some friends of mine and I, we lived close to the Institute. And he came up to me and reminded me of a past life that I had Mm. when I was in the house. And that was kind of what was downloaded to me. I recognized his energy just from my past past experience in Olympia. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was that that connection. Um, But I didn't really put it together right away. A lot of it I didn't put together right away. It kind of filtered through. The whole experience was more like a downloaded information energetics that I'm releasing. It's being released. I have to be in a specific mindset to be able to allow this to come through effectively and uh, accurately. And that's one of the reasons it's taken me so long because I don't want to put something out that's not true. Mm-hmm. For sure, and for you know to write the book. I'm sorry, I skipped mm-hmm. what I was writing. What I was thinking about, but writing the book has taken me a while, and I've also had going through some life experiences applying the material. So that was a, another reason why I'm still working on it. I'm just about finished, so I got about half halfway through my last chapter. Mm. So, um, so Mark Archangel Michael. You were out, and he greeted yeah. you. He um, sounded like he gave you a big hug, and you felt the instantaneous love and exchanging of love. And then he communicated to you that, "Hey, I want you to go to another school, Nirvana School." Yeah. And then yeah. he, and then you guys yeah. both just kind of—he took you there, or you both just kind of went together. No, actually, um, I got transferred into my twin flame's arms who was residing within that tunnel. Mm -hmm. It was a energetic, magnified, beautiful, beautiful tunnel, but it wasn't a tunnel. I just see it as just a density change, density Mm -hmm. shift, Mm -hmm. beautiful love. And I don't remember everything that he was saying, but essentially that this is an important class. Mm -hmm. These are important. This is important information for me to bring through. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's kind of about it. He didn't really, I introduced, I remember his smile too. His smile was just gorgeous. It was mm. just like, oh, esoteric, mm. beautiful smile. Yes. And with that exchange, it was quite a bit different than Archangel Michael's. Uh-huh. It was a direct a twin flame, as powerful love as you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. That's what it was like. Support too. It's just gorgeous. I'm not sure what you mean by a twin flame. What is that? Or what do you mean by that? We were created out of the same image and likeness together as a soul. We're twins within that image and likeness uh, of the soul. I think online there's there might be a better definition, but mm-hmm. we match each other. When I was with him in that experience and later on, um, 
everything matched. I had always been forget. I had always been looking for my perfect husband who would be mm. right, the right guy, mm. and nobody ever matched up. After that experience, nobody did. Right. Um, I don't know what else to say. Does everybody have that, or only certain people? Well, I think everybody does. I don't know who wouldn't. Um, I don't know the all the details, but mm. I think like going back to the lineage of when the souls were created and the archangels were first and then the gods were next and then the gods created um, more and more and more people. And I'm not really clear on the total definition of the lineage, mm-hmm. like a family tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't, I don't, I don't know. Well, it's okay. I mean, I just, I'd never heard of that. And so I wanted to kind of clear it up for me. And it's possible some of my listeners may or may not have heard of it. Well, there's also your, we, uh, your soulmates, mm-hmm. but I think a soulmate is diff- not as intense as a twin flame. Mm-hmm. Think about a twins. You know, you, you, twins are born, they're mirroring each other. They're, there's some differences, but they're mm-hmm. basically mirroring each other. And uh, twin flames would be, in the enlightened energetic flame mm-hmm. that we were created in. Well, of course, if you had a twin flame, then it would be maybe impossible to find an equal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that perhaps gave you a challenge in life, do you think? Yeah, it did. It did. Because um, was, that was one of the reasons I went to the intuitive with Dr. Barbara. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find out who my husband was. And she told me who he was accurately, too. Oh, wow. And then I, uh, she said there was a couple of scenarios um, but that would happen with that marriage. And it wound up being a domestic violence. And I, I left him after 11, 10 years, 10 or 11 years mm-hmm. with my two kids. Mm-hmm. Um and they're growing now, so they're 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 good. All right. So your twin flame brought you to the school. It sounded like you described maybe a little bit kind of like a a Greek temple, or how would you describe the place? Well, yeah, I think that'd be accurate. Um, it would be because te- the the pillars were round, like you'd find in Greece, mm-hmm. and they were uh, with that beautiful, beautiful color. Um, with inlays of gold. It was just gorgeous. And when I walked in, and this is one thing that is really, really super important to make how clear it is. When you walk in, it's like every single particle and all the molecules within Nirvana, within that uh, university, were vibrating love and light. Mm -hmm. You felt, you downloaded, you absorbed that love and light. And... You had support. Everybody was supported. There was no um, ifs, ands, or buts. It was it was benevolently beautiful. Um, and it's kind of hard for people to really... Um, there's nothing to match it, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you walk in thickness of love. Here, the, the, our air is just so you know, thin and stuff. There's a lot of problems that are going on and, and so forth. Um, but you're you're filled with love and you know you're loved. There's no question about support. What was it like at the school part? Um, it was pretty neat. I was saying earlier, this lady greeted me and asked me what class I wanted to go to. I wound up going to a class about geometric shapes and quantum physics with uh, Archangel Raziel was teaching that. And it was beautiful. You could see the geometric shapes and the quantum physics. And he also was talking about uh, quarks, particles, and uh, and uh, the type of of energy that is held within part within quarks and and crystals. And my favorite crystal is Nancy. She's huge. Wow. She's a mothership of a crystal. Yeah, that's yeah. Beautiful. She's beautiful. And when I want to get attracted to the light. I attract it like mm-hmm. we're thinking along those lines of attracting and repelling, mm-hmm. which brings me to part of the um, message that I'm bringing back is we have different ways of thinking. One is the cognitive way, which we're doing right now. We're 
cognitively thinking. And that's when you go to school and so forth, you take notes and all that stuff. There's another another, uh, form of thinking that goes aligned with uh, neurophysiology. The axon or the, the nerve fiber itself has dendrites that get to the cell body and then the axon gets the information to the target. Before it's uh, stimulated to synapse, there's a positive on the outside and negative on the inside. Those flip all the way down to the end plate. And at the end plate, this is beautiful too. It's glorious on how how intelligence our body, what intelligence of our body is. There will be a number of neurotransmitters that line up at the end plate and only one will go across. How does that one neurotransmitter go to cross? And it'll make the connection. It's just, it's just beautiful how our bodies knows what to do without us really having to cognitively think about it. So that, in its essence, is the other part of the communication that we don't really address too much is the repelling and attracting or the magnetic thinking. And that is what brings us to how we can magnetically fill ourselves up with light, keep our cognitive thoughts out. The cognitive thoughts also holds onto dramas, the what ifs and challenges. And I don't deserve it. You know, all of those negative problems that's what's held in the cognitive, but not magnetic thinking. That has nothing to do with that. It just forms a synapse. Mm-hmm. And we can use that type of energy. That's kind of like what Reiki does. If you put your hands together, you can feel it bouncing back and forth. And that's simply it. Or you get a couple of magnets mm-hmm. and oh, one dropped. And put your magnets together. Mm-hmm. And then that'll help you to start to think magnetically. Mm-hmm. You have uh, magnets ah, that will attract and then the other side repels. This is exactly what our neurons are doing all the time. They know about this. As well as our particles and quarks, which are microscopic beyond microscopic. They're within all of our cells, mm-hmm. like our neurons and our axons, the cell body itself has a bunch of particles and quarks. Those are also magnetically charged. By connecting with the magnetically charged particles and addressing I am light, filling up with light, that's what they'll attract to. And I can, after I played with the magnets, I can feel more energy between my hands. So if one of the first phases of getting involved with the magnetic thinking is playing with magnets. Do you believe that consciousness exists inside the body or outside the body? Where is consciousness not? Where is God not? God is everywhere. Mm -hmm. The consciousness, there's a a difference between consciousness, this consciousness, and awareness in Mm -hmm. love. Um. It's, it's all on your definition of what exactly is consciousness. The awareness, I think, would be a better term used mm-hmm. for the awareness of our uh, frequency to be developed inside the magnetic properties mm-hmm. as opposed to the consciousness that is involved with the day-to-day life type of situations and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um well, let's put it this way. When you were out of your body and you were in nirvana, you didn't have a body. So would you say that you were doing completely magnetic thinking? Um, well, <laughs> I had a not a physical body, but it was more of an etheric body. Okay. Um, like, you know, there's a lot of people who see ghosts. Right. They're in not a physical body, but it's a um, um, refined, more etheric body. Mm-hmm. Um, Because what I was thinking about, I wouldn't think there would be any neurons or in plates or any of that stuff in the etheric body. So it'd be like, you know, just pure consciousness thinking or maybe what you would say magnetic thinking. I would say you're spot on. Um, Mm -hmm. I never really got things too defined Mm -hmm. like that. Um, It was a little bit more cognitive than I got room for. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, (laughs) <laughs> um, 
but I know what you're, I know you're, I know what you're um, asking about. And I think that it'd be a more of an awareness Mm -hmm. when entities are advancing from one density to the next, from fourth to fifth density, they advance when their awareness of love is increased to the point where they can be in a a density uh, density above the one that where they were in, they progress through. Um, there's a lot of collective soul groups who do that and who have gotten from fourth to fifth. And um, this one book uh, I got from my friend Susie Ward. It's a Earth's Golden Age. It talks about a lot of entities who are sharing their information, how they advanced with mm-hmm. us because they were in the same shape that we we're in and they advanced because of getting more awareness of love mm-hmm. and it's just the opposite here we're kind of getting more advanced we want to get more advanced in war and killing each other so mm-hmm. that, that's uh, no that's we got to evolve out out of that i find it interesting that you use the word densities i guess for me i would probably use the word dimensions but and I'm, I would think we're kind of talking the same language, but just using different words. But also, what I'm curious about is that with different densities, do you have a different feel of the energy? Almost like as if you went from yes. the desert to the jungle, you would just hit that wave of humidity, and there's like that different density in the air. Dimensions are more like 3D. Like you can see a paperclip is three dimensions. Density talks about more the energy revolving around um, where where an individual or an entity is living in. Like this is the third density here, as well as dimensions, third dimensions. Um, and I got that information from Susie Ward's uh, MatthewBooks.com. Mm-hmm. A lot of my uh, recollection evolving into my um life on earth has been helped through her because she's been and her and and matthew who um channels information to her mm-hmm. um so that didn't really necessarily come from my near-death experience but because of my near-death experience i've been more intuitive and gravitate more towards the truth right. and what feels right for me I want to get back to all this stuff, but I kind of want to finish what happened in your story. So you went to school on quarks and particles. How long did that go for? And then when did you come back to Earth? And how did you come back? I went to a number of classes. That was just one. Mm -hmm. When I was in there, um, he was talking about how we can release, how we can use these uh, geometric shapes and and the quarks or the particles, excuse me, the... um, Uh, crystals how we can use that to help us realign with the light and right off the bat i was thinking well that's cool stuff but why not just go right to source when i thought that telepathic is an excellent communication there everybody thought telepathically and you can move through the university um just knowing where to go when i thought that mother mary comes in and she asked me what i thought about it and said yeah this is good stuff but just go right to source because I didn't want to place emphasis on something that was outside of myself to grab it, to, to have that be my answer, because it has to come from within. And she said, I thought that you'd think that. And then she asked me if I wanted to stay, if I wanted to go back to Earth. I said, you kidding? I want to stay here. This mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. But I was then showing my kids. <laughs> and I thought right off the bat, yeah, I'm going back. So then I had to sit in a chair. And the, when I sat in this chair, I was at once involved with the universe, with the source, with everything. It just filled me up with so much light. I, it's really hard for me to get into details with that. I just remember exploding light. And back on Earth, I was dying. My car accident pinned me in between the door and the transmission. I have arthritis on both my hips. My left hip, I fractured the uh, acetabulum and the three bones in your hip. And um, I lost eight, they had to keep giving me eight pints of blood. I had eight ribs fractured and I was drowning the blood. And I also was in a coma for 10 days. Mm -hmm. All of this was healed 
rapidly because I sat in a chair. Also, we had been under chiropractic care my whole life, which helped too. Mm -hmm. But essentially, just sitting in the chair helped me heal to be able to come back. Mm -hmm. And I was in the hospital for six weeks. They pulled, they they had traction off my hip. They pulled my femur head off the acetabulum, which was fractured into multiple fractures. All of the multiple fractures held in place as if there was a plate holding it in place. But I did never had I never had to have surgery to have that plate replaced. Mm. And this is in traction for six weeks. And then I came back. But um, also when I was in the hospital, too, I was visited. Mary Mag- Mary um, Mother Mary came and visited me. And she uh, told me about, OK, be sure this this part goes here and just kind of pulling everything all together. And uh, one last thing, too, when I was there, this one neurosurgeon came along and I recognized at one point, I said, you were one of my professors in Nirvana. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, no, 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 I wasn't either. And then he came back to me when nobody else was there. He said, yes, I was. You are right. I had I needed to come here and help you transition back into Earth. But I can't tell anybody that because I'd get fired. So it was our secret from then on. And this is back in 81. And I know he's not there anymore. So no big deal. Besides, they lost my records anyway. So, mm. um, but that that was kind of a transition for me to get back into earth. Now, the classes back in school. So after after I was in that room getting healed on that chair, Mary and I went into a room that holds all the Kashuk records. And it's almost like, you know, the old-fashioned filing cabinets of the library where there's a little tab you pulled out and they were wooden? Right. That's what I saw. And we pulled up one of the filing cabinets, and there was a holographic images inside the cabinet itself. And um, later on, we were shown that how we can cure, how we can heal our Kashuk records is to visualize the um, holographic images which are in our minds all the time. You can remember what your parents look like. You remember what your sister or what your friends look like. Mm -hmm. That's the holographic images that are in our mind. And if we take those images and use the image of repelling, like our magnets think that image thought is available to be moved out of your Kashuk records and to be healed. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really matter how strong of a problem it was or how light of a problem it was. We have to get rid of everything in our minds that has to do with 3D because we're moving into fourth density and everything will help, will keep us here unless we release everything, release everything, just throw everything out of our Kashuk records, heal it with light. Now, how we heal with light is like my Nancy I'll attract light from her. She helps grab it. She helps stabilize it. And there's a number of different uh, crystals that one can get that will help us realign with the light. And my favorite mantra is I am light. And I keep repeating that over and over and over. When I'm looking at mantra, looking at Nancy, I kind of get not focused, but I kind of get halfway there. Mm-hmm. Like a Zen mo- a Zen Buddhist does, when you're looking at a wall, you kind of go halfway between you and the wall, mm-hmm. and you just focus on that energy that's between you. That's kind of what I get in that sh- state of mind, and I'll just feel myself filling up with light. And when you feel your light, when you feel yourself filling up with light, it's dramatically different than it is otherwise. Otherwise, you're thinking, oh, just superficial but the more deep you can get with attracting the light, you then can be able to hold the light and put it into a problem that's going on and just fill up the person, the house, the uh, car, anything that has to do with the problem, fill it with light. And you can hold that because you're not, that's not the cognitive thought. That's the feeling nature of healing that comes with our attach, comes with our connection with source. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I have had a number of experiences where that has helped heal. Um, and you'll know a shift because you'll feel a shift and you'll know that your prayer has been answered because you held it in the right state of mind. 
that was one thing that I really wanted to get mentioned because that's one of the healing factors of our whole experience. Why we're here is to heal our karma. Mm. Now, some people do also, we we're talking about the uh, magnetic feeling in our hands. You can clear your chakras by just doing movement within your hands because your hands are already magnetized and it feels uh, you don't have to consciously think about it. You can just do a clockwise motion through all your your chakras and heal the chakras. And um, I've done that many times um, to help me through. And I've had lots of experiences, paranormal experiences before, but that's not what we're all about. That's not what this is all about. It's not all about me. It's about everybody, whoever is... Uh, inspired or whoever would like to move into uh, releasing that stuff. It's really simple. Um, and I don't really like to get too details because some people would think that because they didn't have the education I did, they wouldn't be able to do it. That's not it. Or whoever I was in a past life, that doesn't matter. What matters is it is available to everybody because everybody's neurons synapse the same way. Everybody thinks the same way. So if we can release all of our karma, you the freedom you feel is phenomenal. It's, it's just like having weights lifted from you that you didn't know were there because you got used to it. It's like a subluxation. People were thinking, uh, it's not that bad of a pain. And then later on, it gets to be worse and worse and worse. Well, they didn't come back a year ago. If they weren't here a year before thou, before the pain really happened, they wouldn't have the pain. But it's kind of a gradual problem that keeps increasing, increasing until you know the you bend down to pick up a pencil and you you your back hurts. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't just hurt, it didn't just start. It's been there for a long time. Even though you were in a coma, I think you said for nine or ten days. Um, do ten you feel days, like yeah. do you feel like you were actually there longer than that? In the school, in the university, oh. or, or does that feel like nine or ten days? Um, time doesn't exist there. Right. This is the only place that it exists. I don't know how long it was there. I could have been there three days and come back, but still in a coma. Like when you get out of a coma, you're just not really there. Mm -hmm. Or you're in a coma and you're completely gone. Um I can't say how long it was. I just did a lot of classes there that was, and it, um, like I was saying too, it, it, there's no, there's no time right. in that density. Right. Um, Even though there is no time, I think some of my guests sometimes will feel like that they were there a lot longer than, you know, how long that they were not here. You know what I mean? Like they may have been in a coma or whatever they were unconscious for a day but it felt like they were there for years or something so that's kind of why i wonder if you had anything uh, like that or not and it may not have everybody's reality is different right yeah that's what i was going to say too spot on um i was everybody's everybody's near, um near-death experience is different mm -hmm. mine happened because i was in school and I had been always looking for a deeper understanding about what life's all about. And I had been looking for it through different resources on earth that I didn't find. And then I had the near-death experience, and that's where I found it, was in the University of Nirvana. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of like when I was there, I didn't really have – I was just going along with a program. I didn't really have – anything to compare to i was just there um going to a couple of different classes one of the other classes that i went to was i walked into this room where there were two beings and i had no clue who they were um they were wearing brilliant white light mm -hmm. and it were like robes i guess you'd call it but they were standing behind a real long table and on the table was a really thick book and one of them directed me to be on his right side, and he opened up the book, and then I was directed to lean over into the book. When I leaned into the book, billions of particles and quarks came up into my consciousness, into my awareness, and, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I backed off because I knew I was 
I got the information. Mm-hmm. Then my next class, it was an application of the quarks and particles where there was a beautiful being there. I call him um, Matthew. He was in this room and beautiful orbs, beautiful energy. And he was showing me how we can request the orbs and the particles to um, move as in our consciousness is in connection with everything already. Mm-hmm. How we can connect with the quarks and particles is mm-hmm. through that magnetic mm-hmm. thought and that mm-hmm. magnetic, magnetic attraction. Mm-hmm. Magnetic and particles and quarks, they all have light within them as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine light and love being the same frequency or very close frequency. We can just imagine all these sparklets of love just emanating everywhere. And that's within us, but we choose not to look at it. We choose to cloak that by needing to do other things throughout the life, the cognitive stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why I was saying earlier to get rid of the cognitive 3d because we're moving into a frequency that will um, assist and assist us through at recognizing that our true life our true selves are um is love we're we're love and that's what a lot of people who come back they can't really explain what it's like because we don't really have any words Mm -hmm. but what they're looking at is not the words but the feeling nature of knowing and feeling what it feels like and that starts with quarks and particles and magnetics can we get a definition of a quark and a particle <laughs> yeah a quarks uh they were uh kind of um that goes back uh 30 years i think there was a he had a sense of humor it was a i can't remember his name but he was talking about um discovering was what he did about the tiniest particle and he called it a quarks <laughs> he had a sense of humor and then particles and quarks are about, about the same, Okay. quarks and particles. So the tiniest substance within our um, cells, and you have to get a microscope, electron microscope, to mm-hmm. get down to the details of what the cells are. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, just the tiniest um, particle or tiniest portion of our cell, and they're made out of electronic uh they're magnetized or um magnetic and there's stuff online that you could research and get into with the quarks and particles um Mm -hmm. i don't have anything right handy but if you google search Mm -hmm. it'll come up with some information on that would you say that quarks and particles are smaller than positive and negative electrons neutrons are they smaller than that i think they're in the same group i don't recall right off but i did look into that earlier i don't remember right off the bat um that'd be another google search Mm -hmm. but i think they're in the same group do you feel like you retained everything that you learned in those classes when you came back or you only brought back a little bit with you it's accessing what i retained is my question my question because i'm getting stuff more all the time coming through Mm-hmm. And I'm not making it up. I'm not channeling either. A friend of mine asked me if I was channeling. I said, not really. It's just surfacing what I need to recall. I thought I was done with the book like a year ago, but I kept getting more information, more information. No, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. So the last chapter I'm working on is um, Shadow Thoughts and Our Twin Flame Connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to stay the same title, but talking about shadow thoughts and how we can eliminate that from our consciousness. And um, a twin flame would be able to hold the light and allow us to recognize this is me as well. And I'm equal with my twin flame. I am equal because we're we're twins. And not to put somebody above or below the other at all, because that's not the case. We are all equal every single one of us and a lot of people don't recognize that and i think that's that's one of the main things that we need to get past is the narcissism and all of the anger that 
one has towards the other, those are the dramas. What triggers the dramas is what we need to uh, evolve out of as well. With a trigger, what we can do instead of seeing that trigger, visualize putting light into the problem. And when you don't have a trigger any longer, if something that used to make you mad doesn't make you mad anymore, then you know you've healed. You know that part of your soul has been healed. Since you've been back or since you've come back since 1981, did you have a lot of after effects from your experience that you had to manage and are still having to manage today? Yeah. Major thing is because in such a, in the coma for such a long time, I still have cognitive problems. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I have to, sometimes I have to search around for the right answer. And somebody described it to me years ago. They said, well, Annie, it's kind of like you have part of your brain was damaged and you have to do different routes to get to the right answer. Going back to chiropractic college, I had eight quarters to finish. And that was really hard. Having a coma, you know, the, the problem that I was having was thinking, just thinking. I think you said that you're still accessing stuff. Did you come back with any other special gifts? Mm, sometimes majority of times I don't see it offhand. There was one time it was kind of funny. Um, when I was uh, in Washougal, right next to my town now, I saw this guy walking in the Safeway, the brand new Safeway store. It was 20 years ago. He was walking around that, oh, he really looks familiar. I can't think of where, what, where I've seen him before. He went around the corner and somebody goes, oh, hey, there's Mel Gibson. Hmm. When he walked past me, he had a whole bunch of uh, dramas and excess baggage. And I just about said, you want to carry that excess baggage with you or do you want to let go of it? You want to hang on to that or what? Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't. He just went on. <laughs> so that was the only time I've seen somebody's excess baggage. Normally, I don't. There are occasionally, sometimes, where I'll telepathically communicate with certain people. I've been able to do that uh, exclusively with a couple of individuals recently, which has been really cool within the last year or so. And um, the other thing, oh, I, I also can see entities who have not, who have passed on. There was one time I was a volunteer. I helped my my son when he was in uh, eighth grade. We went to Fort Stevens. And they were warning us ahead of time, when we close, we lock the doors at five o'clock. And there are ghosts here that people have been locked in and they don't want you want to get locked in. Mm. So they okay, I'm ready. So we walked in this one area where there was a, a completely black. They turned out the lights and these girls were screaming because they were afraid these ghosts were going to come up. I feel somebody tapping me on my right shoulder. He goes, you can hear me, can't you? I said, yeah. He goes, I want you to tell everybody we're so pleased that people are coming to see what we did to help rescue and to help save Washington and Oregon. We were here and we were so pleased to see so many people interested. And at that time I saw, at that moment, I saw about 15, 20 guys were lining up against the wall and they were laughing at the girls who were crying or she was screaming because they would like live they would lay their lives down for these kids to be able to be here in that time and they were laughing not at them but it was just laughing at the reason why they'd be screaming mm-hmm. and and um being so afraid um and then there was another time where this girl um she was floating down the washugal river which is kind of by my house and she uh um wasn't able they there was something happened when she got into an accident and they were looking around for her. there's a helicopter and there is a news you know camera guy and i thought well okay if you're here and i can reach for you come on you know i'm here and i saw her walking down the river walking on top of the river and she said i want you to tell my parents that i'm okay i feel fine i said well i kind of think you're out of your body she goes well how can you tell i said you're walking on water i think you're out of your body <laughs> and she told me to look into the nooks and crannies along the river, not above in the helicopter, but looks in the nooks and crannies. And that um, moments later, that's where they found her. Oh, and wow. I never did tell her parents. I I was I don't get that much that that stuff very much. I didn't want to be on TV because mm-hmm. the camera guy was right there. Mm-hmm. But um, they found her, and then I told her too when she came up to me. I said, "There are angels that will help you." with where you need to go to next. And then I saw two female angels that are about her age. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the last I saw of her. Mm-hmm. So I, I do see entities out of the body and um, UFOs landing. Oh, wow. There was a ET 
Yeah, I went to Trout Lake a couple of years when they first started doing the uh, um, conferences, and I saw this ET in right behind this on the stage. Well, he was behind the stage. Mm-hmm. And I told him I needed some healing because I was having some really pain, like it would be uh, arthritis or uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and instantly I was filled up with a lot of uh, golden light Mm -hmm. and it just radiated not only was my physical healed but i had a lot of problems that i wanted to that i was concerned about and those got healed as well um and i've seen a ufo over my right by my river or right by my house along the columbia river and that was pretty cool seeing that it was a big huge mothership that followed up from east excuse me from west east it was no wind, which is unusual, and it was huge. It must have been like three football fields width, mm-hmm. and it was round like a golf ball type uh, metallic covered with a bunch of divots everywhere, mm-hmm. and then it morphed into a um, pyramid, and then it morphed into an oval shape, and then it disappeared. And there was a guy who was at work. He worked at the uh, process, water processing right across the street and he was sitting there we were both kind of staring at it so it was pretty cool and that's yeah. online too yeah oh, that's wow. online i can send you the link that's after interesting we get done it's interesting that you say yeah. that because i know at least i had another guest and they also said that the ufo was about three football fields it was huge so that's fascinating that's two different accounts for me that that's that's the size of that thing well, I'll send you that link, and it'll, it'll, you can see the size. It was it was just huge. After you see the UFO going along, and then it, of course it disappears. Right behind it was it was almost like a snail's piece, but it was a couple of uh, um, helicopters or jets that were coming after it to mm-hmm. you know black ops mm-hmm. trying to see if they can get a hold of it. It's kind of funny because they move at a nanosecond of a speed. They're really fast, but. Oh wow! Yeah, when yeah. you when you send me that link, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the description for people to, if they want to watch it too. Now let oh, me ask great. let me ask you this: Do you have any practical ways for people to do some healings? Because one of them you said doing, I think it was circles over your chakras. Yeah. What well, are some other practical ways that people can heal themselves? Um, first and foremost thing is for everybody to get out of their heads what's stopping them mm-hmm. um i have had many it's like roller coaster rides almost going through the domestic violence i went through i really had a long time of healing because i was still influenced by my head injury so i really wasn't as um healthy in my head so to speak mm-hmm. as as possible mm-hmm. which is really difficult but um one of the things that i did i'm just reminded of now is I get a whiteboard and everything that was a problem with me, I would put emphasis in on it, put all of my all in it, write it down. This is what happened. This is the story. This is, uh, this also is one of the things people have done in the past is write your journal. But what I did was I wipe it off with, you know, get it, get clean in this wipe. And I keep continuing to release everything as possible as I could release onto the whiteboard. Then after a while, when I'd wipe it clean, all of a sudden, I was reflecting white back inside me, too. It was completely gone. Mm-hmm. And because of my action of repelling it, really focusing that information into the whiteboard, it was physically there. In my mind, it was physically there. Physically healing, um, that's kind of a challenge because I have, I know so much about uh, therapies, trigger point therapy. I adjust myself, um, which is not available for everybody. I was speaking more of energetic healing. Yeah. Um, Practice, practice, practice magnets, magnetic feeling, magnetic thinking. When you're healing the light knows how to heal like when i had that healing with the et who filled me up with golden light i there was no cognitive thought i could not recognize what exactly was going on because it was just light for me mm-hmm. it was in the energetic of what he gave me mm-hmm. without cognitive thinking that healed so i would think that getting your thoughts out of the picture would really help just trust the light 
And we trust the light slowly by getting little bits of pieces of healing, like we talked about earlier, of filling ourselves up with light, putting that light into whatever's bothering us, whatever's a problem, and feel the light, see the light in every little aspect you can, and then back off. You're still cognitively back off. You're still holding it on the energetic level. That is the energetic, the magnetic feeling. And directly relating to that is talking about when I was in the nirvana of why not just get right to source. That aspect of source communicating is without words, is without cognitive stuff that holds us back. So by just holding the light and feeling the light, start with that and start with the small things. Um, the book that I'm writing on goes through a number, like I got the first three chapters is all about healing different situations from graphically dramatic problems, like people fist fighting and stuff into uh, subtler problems. And that hopefully will be done pretty soon, but I keep saying that and other stuff, <laughs> I get more information, but when that comes through, I'll, I'll uh, send you a link for that too, when I get that done. And if I get my website done, whenever that happens. So um, when you're saying fill yourself up with light, is that kind of like a meditation? Do you mean like sitting quietly and then just imagining that your body is full of light? Or how do you do that? Well, the first time that I really needed to was I had a problem with a, a place that I was working for. And um, they told me, that I needed to go in and go to their bank and cash three checks that I had because I had, there were, there were uh, three checks, checks involved with the business. So I was thinking every check that I would have to go to their bank, I would give their bank $10 out of each check. So I'd be 30 bucks to cash my checks. That didn't make sense. So I kept calling the company and said, what's, you know, what's happening? Why don't you tell me what's going on? Um, and they said, well, we really can't. And then I went to my bank. My bank has shared branching. I went to a shared branch and I asked him, how long will it take for this check to clear? And she went through, went, went through in, um, um, through her machine, you know, and, and, and posted it on my account. I said, that's not kind of what I asked. I want to make sure that this clears their bank first. And said, well, it might take about five days. I went, oh, really? So then I'm really freaked out. I have three checks that were supposed to be in my checking account that who knows when that's going to clear. So I was really concerned that could could explode into an awful lot of problems anyway. So I sat down with all my crystals. Nancy was in my lap and I had a lot of them around surrounded me. And I kept thinking, really afraid. But I was kept thinking, I need to get rid of that and just attract the light. I kept thinking, I am light, I am light. And I felt the light coming up for two hours. I sat there. When I was full of the light, you know it. I mean, you're thick with light. That's the only time when I projected that into the banks, into the two businesses, into the cars, into the people. Everybody was on the same page because everybody was influenced. After that, it took me a couple of days later, and then I felt it clear because I felt the energy release that I had the magnetic attraction to with healing in the light into the buildings and into the banks and to the checks and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, I found out that the uh, company had declared bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And that was the problem. They could declare bankruptcy, but it was more adjusting their funds, which is a different part of. Um, the whole, you know, bankruptcy has two forms, either you're said and done, or, you know, they go through readjusting, they went through readjusting, which was, I would have understood that, but nobody told me. So I was really concerned. And the last thing this one guy said to me on the phone, he said, well, all we can do is pray about it. And he, really? Hmm. Okay. Put it to work, Annie. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. fine. He said, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So that's my form of prayer. Just attracting the light and all of the influencing drama that came up which included caring for my kids my house everything that was all a problem i did not let that influence me at all i pushed it away so it's total push away totally getting that out of your scenario 
out of your mind and then just feel the light coming through and feel it feel yourself filling up um i think that's one thing that i put on my website is to um how you know more directly how you, how you can do that um and just start off basically with the magnets because you got to remember magnetic thought mm -hmm. and that will graduate into other things as well let me stop you there um i should have asked you earlier and you just mentioned it or mentioned her again who or what is nancy you said nancy was in your life nancy, nancy my crystal okay your She's crystal. my crystal oh, okay i must have missed that earlier yeah, that you, that you named it nancy i did i did I, I was at a friend's house who mm -hmm. was talking about his geometric he, he was doing stuff with um geometric shapes and healing with and they were uh, um brass shapes and while I was there, there was a lady who was really into connecting with the ETs. Mm -hmm. And uh, she wanted to hold Nancy and said, sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. So she said, you know, this is connected with about three galaxies. I said, whoa, isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. And then I said, does she have a name? And she told me what the name was. And it's kind of like, you know, in a different language of an ET, just right. went right over my head. Yeah. I said, well, would Nancy work? He said, yeah, Nancy will work. Huh. <laughs> Speaking of ETs, yeah. what did that ET look like that healed you? Oh, God. He was about 17 feet tall. 17? Really tall. His arms were, yes, he wow. was just super, super tall. The, the room that they have the events in is like 20 feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really at least 20 feet. 30 feet tall inside the, the building. And um, he had real long limbs. His legs and his arms were really, really super long. And his face, I remember, I didn't really get too much into the physical aspects. Like of in Wazen Nirvana, I got really mostly into the energy. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to do with the quantum physics class that I went to. Because mm -hmm. I kind of think quantum physics more than I do um, regular thoughts, mm -hmm. which is normal for me. But um, it doesn't, I, it kind of, um, when I'm trying to explain things to people, they said, Annie, I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, you, you got to. Yeah, I think so. It's, and, you know, doesn't everybody think this way? <laughs> but um, anyway. Do you believe that the, some of the entities that you saw when you were in Nirvana, do you believe that some of them were aliens? Do you think angels could be aliens or an ET? And do you think even archangels could be aliens? Um, I think archangels are source themselves i don't think they could be however when <clears throat> when an archangel and there's only been very one or two they want to manifest they can have practicals or see practicals not practicals um mm, certain, certain aspects of them incarnate into life and they can have many practicals or see many, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Many aspects of them incarnate into physical bodies. Mm. My soul, I think, incarnated into uh, quite a few. And I don't really like to mention that because, there, again, people would think that one thing or another is too hard or whatever. I'm just Annie. You know, I'm here giving information that is would benefit people who are into um, moving beyond into uh, the third, fourth density or moving beyond their challenges. And that's, that's it, uh, simply it. Hmm. Now, I don't think the angels themselves, I don't know, you know, somebody asked me that too. I don't think so. I think um, angels are in themselves um, in a certain sect. However, ETs can shape shift into whatever form that they need to. I know that if, and this happened with Matthew Ward in MatthewBooks.com, when he would go to a different planet to help them, he would shape shift into forming their likeness and image on the planet, which 
we don't know what that looks like, but they're able to do that. And he's a um, an ascended master at this point because of all the work that he's done. And he doesn't recognize that that they they he just got to a point where he has filled up with so much love with all the help that he's given other entities and other beings on Earth and everywhere else um, that he's gotten that status. Mm. So I think um, I don't think they're necessarily the same, but I could be wrong too. Do you have a working title for your book yet? Um, I got half of it. It's, um, I'd rather not say it until I get it completely done. And I'll, it's, um, um, when I, when I get it done, mm-hmm. uh, experiencing Nirvana as bliss is mm-hmm. the first phase. And mm-hmm. after that, I'm going to have a second title. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time I ever really said that publicly, but mm-hmm. I'm showing that my internet is unstable. Mm-mm. Oh, well. Maybe an entity is doesn't like our conversation. <laughs> hey, don't go there. Don't go there. Um, oh. All right. So if the public wants to interact with you, what is your website? What is your Facebook page? What are My Facebook, that's uh, Annie Isaacson, I-S-A-A-C-S-O-N dash Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R on Facebook. Um and my email is 1981nde at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it so far. When I get my website, whenever that happens, going, then I'll mm-hmm. go from there with that. All right. Besides your book, do you have any other projects that you're working on that you want us to know about? Oh, no. Um, I don't know how many books I will be publishing when I looked at all the material, I thought, you know, there's at least two books in here. So it might be two or three books. Um, when I, the first part is talking about different samples and they're real samples, real uh, experiences that I've seen experienced myself. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is uh, going into Nirvana with accessing the tools and information, the codes that I accessed. And then the final one is the final chapter, which is uh, shadow thoughts. But shadow thoughts, dramas, what triggers your person, everything is all kind of lumped into the same thing as just using different words. At one part in there, I'm talking about um, entities who come into Earth and uh go to a kind of like a classroom or an experience where people are are accessing information and that's bringing the tools as well in a different format so that might be one um, book that i might have separately i don't know um, there's a publisher in portland area who is into this type of book it's beyond words publishing and i'm going to see if they're interested again i talked to them a few years ago and they were there was an interest with my near-death experience so mm-hmm. i'll see what they can do um with helping me with getting that published mm-hmm. um All right. at least one well, let me ask you this traditionally i figured that people would kind of consider nirvana as something like heaven would you say nirvana is like that or nirvana is the school that you went to nirvana is what heaven is called it's the more proper term of uh heaven um and that again was through matthew ward's material Mm. um and when i was picked up by archangel michael i said is this what heaven's like and he said yes all the love that i felt from him and all the strength and the beauty that i saw in him it was just phenomenal and i didn't really see him physically i just saw the energetics within him it was just beautiful it was like being able to see an aura and i don't rare i rarely see auras but this is kind of like seeing an aura and the magnetic frequency of all the particles and all of the beauty and the love just magnified glowing it was just it was gorgeous and you walk in people asked me before were you really in heaven or were you really in nirvana the difference between nirvana and on earth is you know it 
you see the life within the cells you see the life within the colors and you see the life within the walls and the fall floors everything has life that gravitates back to you mm-hmm. the love and support so you would say that you were in nirvana and you went because you call it nirvana school but basically you were at a school in nirvana correct right. yes right okay all right. Well, before we wrap it up here, do you have one last message that you'd like to share with us all? That we are moving into a world that is benevolent, is not anything like 3D now. Moving because we have gotten to the point where we don't need these lessons anymore. All the karma is going to be taken care of and is taken care of in the now moment Um, and to know that within yourself when you see the changes and you see the shifts and you see moving beyond what has held you back you start to realize there is a different world there is life and there is better world for us now one of the things um, that I wanted to mention real quick is when my near death is in 1981, there was a lot of things that should have happened that didn't. One of them happened uh, just after 9-11. The very next day, they were going to uh, give humanity a chance for everybody to be equal with finances where there wasn't any problems. But that got destroyed because of 9-11, it was going to happen the very next day. And there's a lot of website, a lot of information on the websites that people can get into. And I don't go there because it's too heavy mm-hmm. for me. But um, there's influence. I mean, there's a lot of information that people can go for or they can look for online. Um, other than that, practice, keep practicing magnetic thought mm-hmm. and getting magnets together and um that'd be the first step in healing attracting light okay thank you very much for that message and thank you so much for giving you're welcome thank you very much for giving me some of your time today i appreciate it and i wish you a happy new year and an amazing 2021 thanks and same to you and i'm so glad to be able to talk with you Mm -hmm. um this is really really a cool night that I had. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. And when your book is ready, contact me. Maybe we can talk again about your book. Oh, good idea. Okay, that encouraged me to get that that much done quicker. <laughs> there you go. You got your homework to do. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your support too. That's really um, it's really cool. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, you have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye.